Welcome to the Real You Real Money podcast. Today I have a slightly different episode for you. It was a recording I did in the Plenty Group, which is my main community space. And it was, I've just got back from a retreat in Italy and I wanted to sit down with everybody and give them my main reflections, main learnings, main discoveries from that week away. So you get to hear a bit about how the retreat came about and a little bit about what it what my experience of being there was like. I'm sure I'm going to be referencing this retreat for quite a while because it was absolutely transformational in the most, and I talk about this in the episode, gracious and graceful of ways. But these are my initial reflections. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are, and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. So... I am going to dive in to reflections from the retreat. I was in Italy, in Tuscany, last week. As you all know, I'm good friends with Tamu Thomas, and she'd been away on a retreat to LA. A very different one to the one I went in on in the end. But we were talking, I was feeling very, I don't know how all of you have found post-COVID, like, I still feel like I'm sort of coming out of a kind of, and I know that COVID is still there very much but like that kind of let's call it quarantine kind of feelings and still really finding my way back and when Tammy was away I was just like "Mm." I used to do those sorts of things I used to go on retreats and I used to make that a real priority in fact when the pandemic kicked off I was on the cusp of signing up to go to Iceland for a week to more of a like conferency type event which I'm actually very glad I didn't go to so I don't think it would have been my vibe but it was a real thing that I was like exploring in my work and so Tammy and I've been talking I was like you know what this is something I really really want to do and I have this book called the book of plenty which is where I, I write down things that I really want to like call in to my life things that I want to see happening questions I might have that I want answers to all sorts of things and I wrote in that book after me and Tammy had chatted a lot about her trip and a, bit, a few other things, like, I really want to go away. I want to go on an event, to an event. I want to go on a retreat. Like, I want some kind of growth or expansive experience, I think, is what I wrote down. I wanted to leave it quite open. That day, the next day, I think, I was messaging my coach because she had moved across from New York to Texas. And I knew she was going to, to Europe to run this retreat which she'd been talking about for a really long time so I messaged her and was like hey I hope the move went okay and I know you're going to be in Europe soon for the retreat I'm sure that's going to be amazing and then I very casually said 
And I keep saying it this way, this was not me hinting. Like I, I'm not above a hint, but I really wasn't. I just casually said, and this was true, you have no idea how many times I nearly reached out to you about that retreat. Now, to my mind, when I said this, the retreat was sold out. It wasn't an option to be going. But I was like, you have no idea how many times I nearly reached out to you to say, like, I'm interested in coming. And she messaged me back really quickly and was like, hmm, I nearly reached out to you a number of times as well. And for whatever reason, I didn't. And she apologised for that. She was like, that should, I should have done. There is still a space. Would you like it? It was two weeks before I went. So at first I was like, oh, and I thought about it and I asked some questions. And the more I kind of felt into it, the more right it felt. Like it felt like the thing like that. And I'm going to talk a lot about knowing today and I'm sure in the coming weeks. But I had a real knowing about it. I had a real knowing of like, this is where I meant to go. And so the money, I sorted out the money, put the tickets, put my nails. <laughs> and it was absolutely amazing that first of all, they both had appointments, but they weren't the most like convenient appointments. And then across the week, they both had cancellations that could move me to a better time. And then just everything just like fell into place so beautifully. And before you know it, I was on a plane to Florence. And I think that was the first, before I'd even got there, that was the first kind of real lesson, that following of my knowing and the magic that unfolds when I do that. That trusting that there is something, listen to the episode with Jazrina, the human design episode, have a listen. So I'm a manifesting generator and a lot of, for me, a lot of like, how I show up in the world is about this knowing. And, and it was huge this week. The first thing I want to talk about is, you've all heard me, what is the word, rage against? Be critical of the phrase higher self. So I've been on a few retreats before. And on those retreats, we would eat the healthiest of food, like vegan food, sometimes raw food. We were doing yoga every day. Now, this is not me saying there's anything wrong with those things. Those things are amazing. I love that sort of food. I love doing yoga every day. But there was a sense that in that space, there was a lot of talk about your higher self. And there was a sense in that space that we were being, we were feeling into this elevated version of ourselves, our highest self. And totally predictably, we didn't take those versions of ourselves home because we didn't do yoga every day. And we certainly didn't eat raw food or like even for the vegans. I know like some vegans are eating super healthy food. Some people are just like not just like the rest of us. And so the majority of us did not take home that way of being. It's like we stepped into an alternate version of ourselves for the week in the belief that that's where we would find our greatest good, our biggest successes, are who we were travelling towards. On this retreat, we ate so much pasta. I don't know if Italians, I presume Italians don't do this every single night, I presume it's kind of a special thing. If they do it every single night, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> but every single night, we had a private chef who came. So like, don't get me wrong, it was luxurious. It was absolutely luxurious. But every single night, we had a starter, which was laden with cheese and good stuff. We had a pasta course, we had a meat course because we, there were no vegans or veggie vegetarians, which was surprising to me. And we had dessert. 
And for those people that drank, there was wine. That was the other thing on the ones I've been on. There's often been no alcohol allowed. We didn't do yoga, but I swam, as I'm sure you've seen. I swam. I moved my body. I walked around. Um, we did learn some stuff about nervous system regulation and we did some kind of movement in that. But there was no sense of reaching outside of ourselves. There was no sense of, you know, having to be a better version of ourselves. It was all about embracing all of our parts and making space for them and allowing them. And that was in itself incredibly healing incredibly healing to not have to feel like we have to be this higher and higher and higher and higher and higher version of ourselves i'm not about success i'm about satisfaction that's what my work does it's not about success because i've talked a lot about dr sarah lewis's podcast episode with Brene brown and she's written a book i believe called rise and a lot of her work is around mastery and the difference between mastery and success. And she talks in that book about how success is a moment, it's fleeting. And so it's really about, I love what Dr. Sarah Lewis talks about, it's about mastery. It's about experience, like being satisfied with your life. It's about, when it comes to the money aspect of that, it's about having the kind of money that allows you to live as who you are. So I was reading a bit of a book and in the in the intro even, it wasn't even by the author, it talked about how money amplifies who we are. And one of the things that came up for me was money does not corrupt, it amplifies. So when so much of the work, if we're going to hold money in ways that really give to the world, that don't take from it, that give to the world. We have some work to do on pulling our parts together, all those different aspects of ourselves that we've been told are not okay, that have to be shoved away, that have to be put in corners, that cannot be brought into our business. We need to spend time and into our money making. We need to spend time drawing them together because actually what the world needs is full, complex human beings that also hold money because it amplifies who we are. And if there are, and that's not to say we could easily get into perfectionism with it, right? And I see that in myself and I see that in some of my clients where we start to go, oh my God, money's going to find that corrupt part of me and it's going to amplify it. And that's not the thing. What money finds is a person willing to learn and very, very committed to doing good in the world. That's what money finds. It's not looking for the bit that you're not doing right. It doesn't, it actually doesn't care. But you are a person who is holding curiosity. You might see it, you might beat yourself up with that curiosity sometimes. But you are looking for those parts where you're like, how can I draw in more of me into this? How can I make sure I'm doing this fairly? How am I considering others? And money is just going to amplify that. It's not a mark of success. But I think we can create a business landscape where we don't measure, we don't ha hold money as a marker of success. 
I saw a post from someone who was sounding like they were opting out of certain things because they didn't want to feed into this idea that money is a mark of success. And I was like, well, what if we don't just don't make it that? What if we can make a shit ton of money, but not see it as a mark of success? See it as, you know, see it as a sign that certain systems in our business are working but it does not make us a more or less successful person. I honestly just would like to remove the idea of success and replace it with satisfaction. And you might find another word fits for you better. Satisfaction is a really key one for me. But satisfaction is that feeling where you really rest into yourself. Like you can feel yourself leaning back into who you are and you look around and you're like this is good I am good I am complete this feels right not in a black and white right or wrong way like in a in a knowing this feels right for me this fits me that was one of the many things that came up one thing I noticed and I don't know when this happened so my, my boys, my two kids and my husband, I feel incredibly lucky to have such a satisfactory, and that makes it sound like mid, not at all, like it's amazing, like there's so much joy and satisfaction and just like we, like we fit the four of us beautifully and I adore it and I adore them and I, and I say often I see us as like, we are absolutely a family, but we are, we're like a little community. That's how I see us. And I kept talking about them, but I often really hold back on it because I know, I know from my friends' experiences that the relationship, particularly me and my husband have, is rare. And I hold no judgments about that, by the way, at all, because... I'm not sat here going, well, if you'd only done this and this, because I feel like Phil and I, there is definitely things we do now, but we also fell into a relationship where we both allow each other to grow. And I think that is a huge, huge part of a relationship that works and we cannot control the other person. We cannot make them okay with our growth. I can't make him okay with it. He can't make me okay with it. We both just happen to be in a relationship that allows for that. But I was really aware because I've never fallen in love with a country before. So I don't know for those of you that have been to Italy, how you felt about it. But particularly, and I've only been to Tuscany and, and Florence was, is in that, in there, is in Tuscany. But I just loved it. I loved the side of it I got to see, I should say. And I just really, really, really loved the rhythm we had there. And it felt very like my family's rhythm of like good food, good company, kind of a slower pace of life. I realised how fulfilled parts of my life are and I haven't been shining enough light on that. I haven't been given that enough space in the name of the parts that have felt stickier. And I know that gratitude can feel a bit... Mm. <laughs> that's just to me sometimes I'm like blah but it was more than like I'm writing down gratitude it was like deep like oh, this part of my life is so good 
it feels so good and i get that for some of you you might not have that area and i want you to know that it doesn't matter how small it is one of the parts of my life that feels so good that i talk about a lot and i'm much more comfortable talking about is the dresses i wear that feels so good it could be like the way your knickers match your bra. It could be the food you eat in the evenings. It could be the relationship you have with your dog. I'm saying none of that as if it's frivolous. All of that, like that deep, this part is good. And I know tapping into that and starting to let it seep into the other parts of your life and into your money making is incredibly important it could be a friendship you know like don't know like my favorite friendships are the ones where we see each other and we're like boom and we go really deep really quickly that part of your life might be good we're playing to somebody else's tune a tune that many of us actually don't care about and yes money is part of how that happens you know you can't you in the old days and this is still true but you couldn't build a, a house without bricks. And now we need to buy the bricks to build the house. So I think we get to recreate that. I think we get to shift it. And I wonder what will occur in my business, in your businesses, as we allow ourselves to reinvent that. And as we're not squirming around, almost being pinned down by this idea of success and whether or not we're fitting it and whether or not we're doing it. And instead, we tap into ourselves. The last thing, because I've been being here for a while, <laughs> is about this knowing. It's about this knowing and the trusting of the knowing. So I had some huge realisations about where I lack trust in my knowing. One of the big ones was around it feeling like a lot. And this is, you know, we talk about, what do we call it? receiving i wanted to say allowing but it's receiving one of the big things for me is feeling like because of that what i've talked about with my family that feeling so good like sometimes feeling like it would be obnoxious it would be arrogant it would be aggressive of me to which is interesting patriarchal language right for my life to really be so good and i was thinking i had therapy at 8 a.m this morning blind me and I was talking to my therapist about the time years ago where I was walking along and I remember thinking I was going to talk to her about sorting out a cupboard. I kept not sorting out a cupboard or something like that or like the hallway of doom. And I was like, oh, I'll talk to her about that. And then I was like, you're talking to her about interiors now, Ray. You really probably should stop. You should stop having therapy now because this is not what you go to therapy for. And then immediately afterwards, I remember exactly where I stood. I was like, what if you don't stop? What if you don't get to the point where you've put a plaster on it and it feels good enough? What about if you go and, t and see how good it can get? What about if you go that far, if you allow that in? And honestly, I think so much of what I've been through in the last couple of years has been about getting to that point because we are so thoroughly conditioned to accept the crumbs from the table, the leftovers, and call and act like we are satisfied and act like we have a full stomach and act like that is exactly what we always wanted when it's somebody else's idea of what we should have. 
So it does take unraveling. And that was probably the biggest realisation when it comes to my work of being away, was that the work I do is here to liberate. It's about freedom. It's about you doing exactly whatever the fuck you want to do and make money while you do it. And it not looking a certain way. It gets to look however it looks. But the guide for us all is trust and knowing. That we can trust ourselves. We can trust that who we already are is the person that achieves the goal. Not your higher self. We're, we're not doing we're not doing anything with them anymore. Because sometimes I've I've been like, I can find it helpful in a way to think outside of myself, but no. Mm -mm. We're doing deeper self, we're doing grounded self, we're doing joyous, most joyous self, most unhindered self, most liberated self. Absolutely. Higher self, fuck no. Mm -mm. Because you can't, it's your inner self. It's who you are. It's literally, it's there. It's here. It's all of it. It's already there. The trickiness comes in with the, is that allowed? Can I? Will that work? Will that do it? And obviously, if we layer in, that we are also adhering to other people's ideas of success. Then, of course, we're in a fizzy muddle. Of course we are. Makes perfect sense. And so this is the work. And you know what? Am I going to shy away from talking about real you, real money in this moment? No, I'm not. So I have moved because I wanted to bring the energy that I was getting from the retreat into talking about real you, real money. And so real you, real money now starts on the 15th. So there's still two weeks to join. And I feel like I've really found my flow with it. And I'm so excited to do that work with people. So there are spaces on real you, real money. You have till the 15th, but if you are interested, if you've been feeling the tug and you've managed to ignore it till now because I haven't been talking about it very much, you know where I am. Because this is all the exact work we're going to be doing. Because this is where we really, really hit our stride. Where things do, you know, we talk a bit too much, I think, about ease in the coaching industry. It's almost become something that doesn't make a lot of sense. But this is where we find our space. This is where we do our thing. This is where we find out what success means for us. And in the very first week, if, well, as soon as you sign up, you'll get a 90 minute call and we will talk about all of these things. We're going to really create what success looks like for you, what it means for you, what it feel really importantly, what it feels like in your body. And we will, that will be how we kick off real you, your real money for every single individual. Because remember, you get group calls, but you also get one-to-ones with me every single month for six months. So we're very much digging into you, both in the group, because groups are so magical for shining lights, the, a light on all your parts, on who you really are. And there's safe spaces with just me to really like go into that some more as well. Thanks for being here. And if you are considering Real You, Real Money, even if you're like, I don't know, Ray, how am I going to pay? May I be an example of someone who's just been somewhere and they had no idea how they were going to pay when they said yes. You might That might not feel too much of a stretch for you. That's cool too. But if you're like, I have a knowing 
about this, then just pop me a message. There's never any pressure and we can chat it through. All right, wonderful people. I'll see you very soon.